This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday, the 1st of July. In your Squiz today, 100 years of the Chinese Communist Party, Bill Cosby walks free, flying cars, and a look at the mouse plague. This is your Squiz today. Today marks the 100th anniversary of the formation of the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, by Mao Zedong and 12 others. The party has ruled China since 1949. Grand celebrations are planned for today, Claire, but what's also significant is what won't be on display, and that's a show of their military might. No, what pundits say about organisers' plans is that they understand that at this particular point in time that would look pretty bad to international observers given all of the argy-bargy between China uh, and the rest of the world. A big focus of the celebrations will be about connecting President Xi Jinping with the successes of China. Yeah, and what people say about what they've seen so far about this centenary celebration is that it's about the party's early struggles and then highlighting recent achievements and exactly as you say, putting Xi Jinping directly in the centre of those achievements. Uh, By linking all of that together, Xi is trying to bolster support for his vision, experts say, and also his right to lead the party into the future. Of course, you'll remember in recent times, what Xi has done is change the rules so that he can basically be a leader for life. And when one party has been in control of a big country like China for more than 70 years, uh, what people say is that they need to actually reinforce from time to time with these very big shows about what is happening. Uh, And that's certainly going to be happening today. Apparently, there's going to be a really big thing uh, in Tiananmen Square in Beijing. So look out for pictures of that. While we're on China and milestones, it's also been a year since that national security law was imposed upon Hong Kong, stamping out pro-democracy or anti-China activities in the formerly autonomous state. Since that law was enacted, 117 people have been arrested and 60 charged, mostly pro-democracy activists, politicians, journalists and students. Jumping over to COVID news now, new cases were recorded in nearly every state yesterday, a total of 32. The slightly good news for New South Wales is that they haven't seen the case surge that they were expecting. Premier Gladys Berejiklian has flagged that the lockdown could lift if numbers stay steady. Not such good news for Alice Springs going into a snap lockdown after a positive case at the airport. Meanwhile, there's a real argy-bargy, that word again, going on over the vaccine rollout, Claire. Yeah, and that certainly didn't let up yet. Yesterday, the focal point of that was Queensland's Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young saying that the under 40 shouldn't get the AstraZeneca vaccine, she said, because she didn't want an 18 year old in Queensland dying from a clotting illness who, if they got COVID, probably wouldn't die. That really did set off a lot of hairs racing yesterday. For the Morrison government's part, Health Minister Greg Hunt acknowledged that there was confusion but said that the official medical advice hasn't changed about the use of those vaccines. Pfizer is still the preferred option for those under 60 and AstraZeneca for those older. Get ready for another day of strong press conferences. 
In news just breaking this morning, Claire, comedian Bill Cosby has just now walked free from prison after his sexual assault conviction was overturned in the Pennsylvanian Supreme Court on a process violation. Yeah, and what that means is that the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania has found that an agreement with a previous state prosecutor should have been honoured, that it shouldn't have gone to trial. Uh, That agreement uh, many years ago was not to pursue Cosby over those accusations uh, of sexual assault. This one is very specific to Andrea Constand. She's an ex-basketball player and coach. Uh, Bill Cosby was convicted in 2018 of drugging and raping her. Of course, dozens of women have accused Bill Cosby of similar assaults, and some of them actually testified at that trial. Uh, But the judges overnight found that that testimony uh, of other accusers unrelated to Constance's case also tainted the trial. His conviction was seen as one of the first major cases in the Me Too movement in Hollywood. He served over two years of a potential three to ten year sentence. Over to the Middle East now, and the US is said to be days away from having all of its troops out of Afghanistan ahead of their mid-September deadline. But it comes as a top US commander is warning that Afghanistan could be headed for civil war as those US troops leave, creating a power vacuum for the Taliban to fill. Yeah, it's not the first time that senior US military figures have warned of civil war in Afghanistan after the US leaves, but General Scott Miller is certainly one of the most relevant. Uh, He says that Afghanistan could face very hard times if the government there is unable to contain the threat of a Taliban insurgency. What's been happening in recent months is the Taliban has actually seized control of districts in Afghanistan, and it's getting very close to seizing the capital of Kabul. Uh, Lots of warning signs there, pundits say, about what could happen in the very near future once those US troops are out. US President Joe Biden is standing by the decision to get out of Afghanistan, but he does say that the US will continue to provide financial aid. Reports out this morning say that all of Australia's troops in Afghanistan have now left. Over to sport now, and Wimbledon has started in the UK. Court conditions there are causing a little bit of controversy, even carnage, according to one reporter. Players are complaining that the courts are more slippery than usual. Serena Williams, a big name that withdrew injured in the first round after taking a fall. Yeah, and she was heartbroken by that. It was really hard Mm. to watch that footage of her just sobbing on the court after she'd had a tumble and done her ankle. Nick Kyrgios also took a rather dramatic fall overnight. He had to finish off his match uh, with Frenchman Hugo Humbert. Uh, He won that one, Larissa. That's a good start for him in Wimbledon. Always entertaining to watch. He won that in five sets. Not too bad for a part-time player, he said. (laughs) And, of course, if you want more sport, head over to our Sport Today podcast. If you've ever sat in traffic and wondered just when exactly someone would invent flying cars and take heed, urban air mobility could be a reality by the end of 2030, less than 10 years away, Claire. 2030 is very soon. And it's It's quite disturbing when I thought about that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's getting there. But yeah, quite incredible to think that flying cars could be a thing that just seems like something that should be way out into the future uh, because the future is coming at us very quickly, it seems. And it won't be something that looks like a DeLorean from 
those movies. It'll be more like something between a car and a plane. Uh, there's one that was tested yesterday successfully called the air car. Very imaginative. Very apt. <laughs> it needs a runway, though. It doesn't sort of hover up off the ground like a helicopter. Mm. It actually uh, lands and takes off more like a plane. And the idea that these sorts of things will be around for commuter traffic. Not totally convenient needing to get to an airport for that one, but it does take only two or three minutes to transform from car to plane. Pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. Claire, squiz the day. What have you got? Uh, well, happy new financial year, Larissa. Isn't that exciting? Oh, so, if you, so exciting. If you missed um, <laughs> any of those New Year's resolutions on 1 January, maybe you can reset the button today and give it a go uh, at the mid-year mark. Uh, well, lots oh, of, have to think about that. <laughs> lots of things, of course, come in line with 1 uh, July. Probably one of the biggest ones is that um, superannuation contributions compulsory ones go up to 10%. And at the other end of the scale, it's also the anniversary of the introduction of the Sony Walkman back in 1979. Had a great little flashback to my Walkman and then my Discman back in the day. Yeah, I, I seem to remember getting a very dodgy one for Christmas one year and thinking <laughs> it was the best thing ever. Before we go, this week's Squiz Shortcuts topic, something that's a pretty big deal for a lot of people in regional Australia right now, the mouse plague, Claire. As awful as the topic is, I actually had a lot of fun going through this one. Australia and China are the only two countries that have mouse plagues. Mm. So how lucky are we? Mm, yeah, I think we could we could definitely leave this one. <laughs> we take a look at the scale of the current plague and just what can be done to stop it. I'll pop that link in your episode notes or search for Squizzit Shortcuts in your podcasting app. Have a good one and we will be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.